Hello and welcome to the Dublin Arsenal podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Giles, as always. On the show this week, we'll be reviewing our 1-0 home uh, success over Manchester City. We'll also be reviewing our Women's Super League 2-0 draw against Manchester United. So sit back and enjoy the show. On the show this week, I'm joined by um, seasoned guests now at this stage um, and lifelong Arsenal fans. Um, Matt Bourne, how are you, pal? How are you doing, pal? You well? Good to be back. Good to have you back. Um, Ed Scanlon, welcome back. Your first appearance since April, I think. How are you, pal? Not too bad. Um, I talk, I'm now past my ban. <laughs> 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 Happy to be back. <laughs> Great to have you back, Ed. Um, mine is the makeup. <laughs> uh, and we're also joined by um, our own um, Arsenal Gunnarette, a uh, big fan of both the men's and women's teams. Um, Lottie, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. It's a long weekend, very good weekend. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to get stuck into the pod. And thank you for having me back again. <laughs> Yeah, it's been uh, a few, there's been a few guests that have um, come back on week on week. Um, Eamon is actually doing band practice um, tonight, so uh, sadly he can't be on. But um, I've got three great guests here, Henry. So hopefully um, you enjoy the show. Um, to all our listeners, we're up to three thousand one hundred subscribers now. So um, thanks to each and every one of them for subscribing to our channel and uh, for listening um, week on week to us as well. Um, we kick off the show with our the men's team first. Um, our one nil uh, home success uh, against Pep Guardiola's uh, Manchester City. It was our first win in twelve Premier League games against Man City. So the uh, hoodoo has, has at last been broken. Um, we lie in second uh, with twenty points, just above us. Our um, no, our, our unwanted neighbours, we'll call them. Um, <laughs> But uh, come May, uh, that will all change and they'll probably be heading for relegation. Uh, <laughs> we kick into the uh, review of the match. Um, just a few notes myself, lads, that I made. Um, uh, particularly the first half. Um, David Raya had a few dodgy moments with his pass out from the back. Uh, particularly in the first few moments, um, which led to a city corner. And... Guardiola's header was brilliantly headed off the line by uh, Declan Rice. David Ray was all over the place in fairness from the corner as well. Um, and he was nearly caught out by Julian Alvarez midway through the first half. Um, I think he was a bit shaky, I think, from the Lanz match, the mistake he made that gave away the goal against Lanz and it's playing on his mind. Um, Ramsey was looking particularly at that, I'm sure. Um but look, he's been fairly solid in his first few games for the Arsenal, so uh, he's playing for a big club as well. Um, no disrespect to Brentford, but Arsenal are another step up from that. Um, other notes, key notes from the first half, Matteo Kovacic. Um, it was a horrible lunge on Odegaard. Um, when you look back on the replays, his ankle could have been badly been broken. Luckily, he had his foot off the ground. and We saw what happened to Sheffield United's Chris Basham. And, you know, that was, that was another brought back memories of Eduardo against Birmingham City and I think sadly for Chris Basham he'd be doing well to come back after that um, um, but back to Kovacic if that wasn't a red card definitely the tackle on Declan Rice was a red card um, I was looking back on 
the re- referee watch with Mike Lone and um, Howard Webb, and he was saying that the ref should have been given a second yellow for that. So how he got away, I suppose if he hadn't been given the yellow in the first one on Aldergaard, I'm sure he would have got a yellow for Rice. But um, that's the way it was there. Um, and then really, there was a one at the end of the first half, Guardiola sent over a great cross and was just tipped away from David Ray off the head of Hallands. Which could you know, so that was a vital intervention. And then the second half subs of um Martinelli, Tomiyasu, Havertz and Party um all led to the winning goal. So they had a big contribution and really well. I think he used the subs at at the right time. Great to see Party back. Um bit of luck, I suppose, with the deflection of Aki. But um I think we've defended really well against Man City, limited and um to very few really clear cut chances. I think they missed Rodri and De Bruyne a big, big time. Um, I think they're missing really Riyad Mahrez and Gundogan as well there. You know, City, they're not at the strength. Uh, you know, they will be there come the end of the season, but I think they are beatable, you know, when they're missing big players. Um, I thought, personally... Harlan was missing, apparently. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't been at... He scored eight goals already, yeah, but he was kept on it. Um, I thought Saliba and Gabriel played great at the back, you know, and I thought it was a really, the atmosphere at the stadium looked absolutely classic and, and uh, you know, 1-0 against City um, and another clean sheet as well for us and we're not conceding City goals, you know, I thought the, the game plan worked really well. I know you were at the game, Matt, uh, yourself. What did you make of the game from being there? Um, It was... Incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, like I described, it was like a dogfight from start to finish, you know. Um, we competed with them for everything, you know. We didn't, you know, you expect in a game against City, like like what happened last season, I suppose, at home, where uh, they just, they took over uh, in the game, uh, you know, and they, they gave us a good L beaten last season. Uh, we competed with them for everything uh, on Sunday. It was absolutely phenomenal performance. Uh, no, we, you know, we're right up there now. We are, we are, you know, we're one of the best teams in the Premier League, playing the best team in the world and competing with them. Uh, we had some really good spells. City had some really good spells, but it was a dogfight. It was absolutely fantastic to see Arsenal playing like that. I think Arteta got everything right when it came to tactics. You know, yeah. uh, we were obviously we were missing uh, Saka, which was a huge blow for us. But I think Gabriel Jesus did a phenomenal job. You know, out of position, uh, he he held the ball up brilliant. He's not going to do what Saka can do. He's not going to cut inside. He's not going to do what Saka can do like that uh, in that position. But he was brilliant. I thought in the first half, I thought Eddie uh, made some fantastic space. But he wasn't getting the he wasn't getting the ball because you know you're playing City. They're a very very tough side to play. You know they're going to shut us down like like we were shutting them down. But uh, our defense was phenomenal. Uh, is there a better centre back partnership in the world? You know yes. in world football, they're like Saliba and Gabriel are just phenomenal. They just uh, play off each other fantastically. They know what the, what the other guy is doing all the time. Uh, you got Declan Rice uh, running the midfield. He was absolutely brilliant. Uh, Haaland didn't get a sniff. You don't see that in the game. Haaland will always have 
three or four or five really good chances in the game. He got nothing. He got nothing. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, the uh, and and plus, which I loved, you know, the substitutions obviously combined. The Fordham combined to score the goal. It was party to Tomiyasu to Havertz to Martinelli to score. Yeah. four subs. That's perfection when it comes to tactics. You know, it really is. It was, and that doesn't happen all the time. But uh, he got everything right. It was a beautiful, beautiful performance. A beautiful day. Weather was great. You know, and I remember saying to somebody after about the uh, obviously the angel, uh, North London Forever is a f- is just a phenomenal anthem. And when they played that after the result, you know, there wasn't one person in that crowd who wasn't singing along. It was just. Everybody was there. Everybody felt it. The passion in the stadium was amazing. Um, outside the stadium after was amazing. Everything, everything just went fantastic. And it was a great day. Great day to be an Arsenal fan. But look, we are up there with City. There's no doubt about it. We can compete with City. Yes, we're going to have some results like you know Fulham at home and uh, Tottenham at home. You know, I thought we'd absolutely kill Tottenham. You know. There after improving somewhat, but uh, come the end of the season, if we keep the attitude that we've got and we keep doing what we're doing, we will absolutely be right up there with City. We're not gonna, we're not gonna finish. You know, we finished what five points behind City last season, um, and we scored as many goals as, or we scored five, I think five or six goals less than them last season. Oh, we're scoring from all over. The, we're scoring from all over the pitch. We don't have a Haaland, but but. We've got a we've got a sack and an Odegaard and a Martinelli who are going to get you fifteen goals a season each, you know. Jesus, hopefully, if he hits some form as well, might get you fifteen twenty goals, um, if he stays fit and everything else. But look, lads, it was it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I suppose my my biggest qualm at the moment would be uh, David Raya. Um, I think. Uh, he he's brilliant when it comes to crosses and set pieces. He's great in the air when it comes to these things, but his distribution uh, has been terrible since he came in. I think you know you know Ram. Do you think Matt's already cutting across you? Do you hmm. think that's Nair's playing for a big club like Arsenal? Do you think the step up is you know he knows he's being watched now more and I think I think to be honest. Um, you know, I, I really feel for Ramsdale. Ramsdale yeah. did, like, goalkeepers make mistakes. Ramsdale made some mistakes last season, like the Bournemouth early goal against Bournemouth yeah. last year, stuff like that, you know. But nine times out of ten, Ramsdale gets that ball and he gets it to a player. Yeah. David Rea is inclined to get it to the touchline or up to their keeper or, you know, <laughs> he's not as good with distribution. He's great with handling. Ramsdale, yeah. to me, is a better shot stopper. Uh, he's proven it. He's up there for the Ballon d'Or of goalkeepers in a couple of weeks, which he could win, you know. And there he is sitting on our bench, you know. But I do like Raya. I, I, like I'm not, you know, I'm not criticising him. I think, I think when he gets, he, I, I think he acts a bit cocky sometimes when it comes to when he gets a ball back to him. He kind of holds on to it too long, and he tries to, you know, tries to be a bit too smart, and then you know he doesn't distribute the ball properly, you know. But listen, I, I don't want to criticise anybody. I think. There was 11 players in the pitch on Sunday who who wanted that, who wanted them to win that game. You know, we were due to beat City at some stage anyway. And uh, the way they performed, the tactics Arteta got absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect. And uh, I think everything worked out brilliantly. Uh, 
I, I really I can't fault a player uh, aside from you know a bit of distribution you know but we absorbed everything uh, we competed for every ball and the other thing is when we scored our goal uh, we didn't do what we do a lot of the time which was sit back and absorb the pressure and try to hold on to that one nil lead we actually kept going at them you know we actually kept pushing and pushing and pushing you know and we I, I don't I never felt we looked in danger and the stats will tell you that they had one shot on target they had four yeah. shots in the whole game yeah. we never our defense was so so good everybody just put in the shift of their lives and uh, it was phenomenal phenomenal day and uh, it would be a gooner Yes, one nil to the Arsenal. I think psychologically to beat Manchester City at last after twelve attempts, mm. and to to win without Bukayo Saka, will do mm. the team a world of good. You know, but we need to learn to win without Bukayo Saka. Yeah, uh, and, and a sh- sh- massive shout out to Jorginho. Jorginho yeah, was phenomenal. Yeah, he yeah. was absolutely brilliant. And I remember he he made a mistake there. He gave away the, the goal against Tottenham. Well, he gave away the ball. They get got the goal for Tottenham. In midfield, and uh, you know, he came out after, apologised to the fans and the whole lot, and he put on the shift of his life on Sunday. He was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. No, really, really good. Very, very happy at the moment. It's good. And by the way, Johnson, just to pull you up on this, you said we're second behind Tottenham. We're level on points with Tottenham <laughs> and goal difference. We're actually pretty much top. Let's be honest. All right. Yeah, well, we lost nice the league on goals scored. So, oh, we won the league on goals scored once. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There yeah, the yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 A good feeling. It's our twentieth anniversary of the Invincible season, and mm. it'd be great to go and beat and even this. You know, it'd be uh, quite an achievement. And and what an achievement it was. You know, because one city lose a game, that's another season that we can hold on to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's your man of the match, uh, Mass from Sunday? Um, Okay, so I, I know Rice got it uh, from Arsenal and um, Martinelli got it from the TV. I'm going to say, for me, between Jorginho and Jesus, I think I'm going to the Jesus. I think he was absolutely brilliant. You know, he put in an amazing, amazing shift down that side. And uh, he was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So I'm going to give it to Jesus. Yeah, it's a good shout, yeah. Um, I'm still deciding on mine. <laughs> it was one game where every one of them played out of their skin, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to come to our UK-based schooner, um, Lottie. Um, what, how, what did you make of the performance on Sunday? Do you know what? If we were going to beat them at any point, it was going to be this time. No Kevin De Bruyne, no Rodri. Um, thank you for the early presidency. Absolutely <laughs> perfect. Um, but yeah, no, this this was the ideal opportunity and it's also, also proved we can function without Saka. We rely on that kid so much. He needs, he needs to just stop. Um, but we, it just shows we can function without him. We're not relying on that right-hand side all the time. Um, and it's it's really great to see. The, the shift they put in was brilliant. I had a bit of a difficult game because I was right on the rail next to the away fans, so that was fun. Um, <laughs> I had them at me at full time, <laughs> which was great. All holding their little phones up with their Champions League trophy. I'm like, nah, it's 1-0 to us. Go away. <laughs> um, it was more so the the, the like this little self entitled kids than the adults, but yeah, no, it was it was good. It was a really good game. Um, it was just nice to see see us to put up a fight, and it's not like if you look back at past games. I think the last time we won at home was a Theo Walcott two one win, twenty fifteen. Eight years ago, yeah, three one. Yeah. 
it's mental and it just it kind of meant more to us at the time i kind of just had to like crash on the floor like oh my god we've done it <laughs> um I, I just in utter disbelief because you get those final minutes and we know what quality quality city have as a side and to keep them out is just brilliant i mean i think saliba's still got harland in his, in his pocket with his keys and his wallet um but it's just it was it was brilliant to see after it's been so long since we've been this is normally a fixture I miss, but because we beat Liverpool on my, on my birthday last year, three two, I thought, you know what, we can nick this. And we did. I'm so, so, so happy. I did actually call it about twelve fifteen in the afternoon on social media. So I'm quite I'm feeling a bit smug at the moment. Yeah, I saw that actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Martinelli scored though. The, the goals are being celebrated like I've never seen before. You know, the stadium just goes mm. absolutely mental, you know. We're um, criticised for that. <laughs> yeah. Are you, um, not, are you listening? <laughs> um, well, are, are, we, are we meant to sit there and be quiet? I'm sorry. Yeah, but no, it's not going to happen. There's a different energy, though, Lottie, you know, like from your generation as well. There's a new generation of Gooners fans I've never seen before. They're so excited, you know. You know, I've, I just haven't seen this excitement over the last couple yeah. of years. But I said, you know, it's it really is great to see. Like, know, absolutely. You know, yeah. Go on, sorry, go on. No, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you must, no, you it, must see a lot of your generation. You, I, like, I do. With the women's team, the Arsenal men and women's team. There's an excitement, isn't there? There, like on uh, both sides. No, absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's it's more so than the newer the newer ones that are coming through in their early twenties. Yeah. They've never seen anything like this. Whereas yeah. my age group are the like they're just sports brats. <laughs> they expect stuff. I don't, but they just expect stuff. They expect expect yeah. better. That is the main conversation. And it's like all all football clubs go through a life cycle. We've just been stuck at that stage where we don't know what we're doing. But now we're we're slowly yeah. seeing what Edu Edu and Arteta have planned, and it's it's just. The atmosphere in and around the ground is just absolutely brilliant. I mean, yeah. from, from the pubs to the to the grounds to the um, to the concourse, it's it's just completely different. Um, I know with the blocks where I sit, um, occasionally, Arsenal bringing all these music people and all of that, but the fans are that loud. They've removed them. Yeah, we we were actually sitting beside the Ashburton Army, and we were louder than the Ashburton Army. You know, I mean, but but it takes like it because you have them there and they're banging the drum and you know the I get whole that. crowd is starting songs and they're joining into the crowd yeah. sometimes as opposed to starting to chant. You know, yeah. it's yeah, amazing. It's amazing. Is, with them, they have their own songs, but they don't put it across social media so people can actually pick it up. Yeah, exactly. it like the Saliba yeah. one. That's Bournemouth away every year. We have a brand new song that catches fire, and the not Saliba. What am I talking about? Uh, Kai Havertz. Yeah, yeah. Havertz. Yeah. I can't yeah. chant uh, from the telly. What, what way does it go to Kai Havertz? Um, it goes <laughs> waka waka. Eh, we let eh, you waka. sing it, laddie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hang on. Damnamna, eh, eh, waka waka, eh, eh, 60 billion down the drain. Kai Havertz scores again. <laughs> we were belting that out before beforehand as well. I had Sky Sports with <laughs> the camera in my face at Spurs. It was a nightmare. So yeah, it was like yeah. zooming in on my face, me screaming my head off. So I didn't have tickets, but I still went down to the down to the toilet and and because I'm in, I'm there nearly every every day. Even if I don't ticket have tickets, they let me in. So yeah. and I'm usually in there screaming my head off. 
Yeah, I have to say it was a nice birthday present for you as well. One oh, absolutely, a day early, but I just I was out anyway. I was like, nope, I'm out now. Not going to work for the next two days. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Who was your man of the match, Lottie? From um, the, the, Ooh, the game? Jorginho. Yeah, good Jorginho. show. Jorginho, absolute yeah. shift in. He was he was brilliant. He I with him, we can't expect him to be perfect all the time. Is it goes the same for any any player on that pitch? They will make the mistakes, and they're human. But it seems with our fan base, we just criticise and penalise them for that single mistake. And then you look at the turnaround that Jorginho's had in this game; it's like all of a sudden, all all is forgiven. Yeah. That's what I see. That's yeah. what I see. But yeah. the thing is, for me at the moment, there's too many FIFA managers that want to do this, want to do that. They want to bring this person in, and it's just like they're nice opinions, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's been a good signing though for, since January. Yeah, he's, oh, no, he, puts in, he puts in a shift. Yeah, um, I get really excited when he comes on, especially if Kai Havertz is on the pitch because Havertz seems to settle down with him, and it's just like he, yeah. he plays a lot better with Jorginho on that pitch. Yeah, yeah, he's starting to settle down a bit, Kai Havertz in yeah. an Arsenal jersey, isn't he? Certainly, I think that assist for Martinelli, I think, will do him the world of good as well. And obviously, scoring at a penalty against Bournemouth, he should get a bit more confidence again, you know, um, because mm. it seems shattered from last season at Chelsea. We didn't see the real Kai Havertz, but hopefully, we're starting to see the real one mm. now. Um, you've been waiting six months, Ed, uh, and 20 odd minutes to get your say in. Um, welcome back to the show. Um, what, what, how did you? What did you make of the um, one in the victory against City yet? Uh, it was amazing. <clears throat> it was the amazing how calm it was. Yeah, I've just been watching the game before the, we start, um, came on on the Arsenal.com with David Hillier commenting, and I think it was Aiden Clark or Aiden Clark Clark was doing the tactics and. Listening to it without uh, a hype of Sky Sports or BBC Match of the Day, and just hearing the fans and just a sensible commentary with it was so controlled. Yeah, I think we're beginning to see where Ateta is getting at. You know, he doesn't have to explain his master plan to us, but my God, you know, there is sense in what he's doing. You know, there is the tact, there is something there that Ateta has a vision. And we might have seen the beginning of what he's going at because this is the first time he's nearly had, nearly had the team he wanted to put out there um, from the start. You know, um, he might have put on party instead of Jorginho. Um, you know, he might he would have put Saka, you know, um, Gabriel Jesus on the right. Um, that was absolutely stunning. Um, Matt, you're absolutely bang on on that. Um, you know, it was so controlled. I mean, our midfielders just were midfielders, as Johnny Giles would say. The you know, the back line was just immaculate. The, and you were just watching the system. You can because you can stop and rewind and stop and rewind on on the website. It was like watching the Duke of Wellington uh, at Waterloo. The the red lines <laughs> were. It was the discipline and perfection. And there was no panic. I mean, I've seen many times where Arsenal have nicked, you know, ground out a 1-0 win, you know, nicked a 1-0 win. That 1-0 win was, you know, carved out of stone. I mean, it was just controlled. I mean, the stats that Harland had nothing, 0.00 xG. Mm. And that, as um, Lottie says, that came from the midfield as much as the defence because he had nothing. 
Um, I mean, um, what's his name? Um, the big white, the big hype, um, Foden. Yeah, I have to look at my notes because I couldn't even remember his name because he didn't even show up on the pitch. <laughs> you, know, um, you, know, you know, nothing. Uh, you know, and they can complain that they had a couple of injuries, City. They can screw off. I mean, um, they shouldn't even be in the league. They should be out there with Barcelona, you know, kicking the football in the park because they'd be banned for life, but that's not going to happen either. But, you know, um, so they had two players out. We had, a, you know, our best player, you know, um, out as well. And, you know, injuries, you know, it was absolutely immaculate. Um, uh, what else did I have on, apart from Rant? Uh, yeah, Raya, you told you at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, our system, we're, that was the highest of highest high presses City put into us. They were nearly actually beyond the um, the goal line uh, with the with the press on us, um, and we and we we managed to contain. The, you know, we understood it. The most, yeah. you know, that was the amazing thing that we understood what City were doing to us, and we countered it and outplayed them and out um, out tic tacked them. Um, yeah, the, it was. The best football performance against City I've seen since Andy Carzola's two nil two nil at the Eddie had. I mean, I could. Um, yeah, the only thing is, you know, who would you replace in the current team? Nobody. But if um, Washington Shashny wanted to come back as a goalkeeper in a heartbeat, um, ahead of the the current two. But you know, nothing against them. They're young and they're learning. And uh, the only thing I'd say was maybe Arteta could show a little bit more rotation. In the two positions, um, you know, or you know, is he, sh- you know, is he showing Ramsdale enough of a chance to redeem himself to get back in? Yeah, um, I heard somebody, I heard somebody having a debate on the train, and they were saying that there's a lot of talk that uh, they're going to start bringing Ramsdale back in for the away games and Raya for the home games, and. Uh, obviously Ramsdale for the Cups and Ray for the Champions League and so on. Yeah. Um, does it make sense? I don't know. Would, would, I swap, would I swap either of them for Chesney? I'd swap Raya for Chesney. I wouldn't swap Ramsdale for the world. I think Ramsdale is an unbelievable keeper. I think he's, like you said, he's young. Yeah, he's certainly likeable. I mean, he's, he's he, you know, maybe he's just a little bit young um, and just not mature. I, Huh? Maybe he's just not quite mature yet, but um, yeah, like, maybe a long career for goalkeeper. Listen, what Ramsdale's done in the last couple of years, to be honest with you, you know, he came from uh, you know a couple of relegations in a row, basically, and came to Arsenal and sat down the stall, and he got us to the Champions League. You know, he was part of the team that got us to the Champions League, and I, I was kind of a bit annoyed when he didn't get the nod for the Champions League game. Uh, for both the Champions League games, I just thought that he deserved it. He he got us there, you know, and he should have he should have been starting them games. Now I'm not listen. The the you know we can't doubt Arteta anymore. You know what he's done and the way he's made this team play, the way he's integrated players, and you know the way he's been ruthless. You know, getting rid of players like Aubameyang and Ozil, and you know people who were causing trouble in the in the ranks. He, he's straight away he's ruthless. He gets rid of them. I don't think there's an issue with Ramsdale. I don't think Ramsdale was causing any trouble. I just think he wanted to put something competitive into that position as well. And he's given Raya the nod. Raya has done okay. 
I thought I thought Raya, for instance, against Everton was brilliant, but we weren't under any pressure against Everton, you know, and we controlled that game against Everton uh, and did what we had to do to get the victory. We knew what we had to do, unlike what we did last season. We went there and we let them uh, control. We let Everton control the game and we got beaten. You know, when we when we played Everton away from home this year, we controlled the game like we controlled against City uh, the weekend. The only danger, the only dangerous team that Arsenal have played this season is Arsenal. We're our own. We're the only danger to ourselves. Apart Mm. from that, we're absolutely stunning. But yeah, but we haven't played brilliant either. We haven't hit the heights that we hit last season. You know, we've we've dogged our way through. We've played eight games in the league. We've dogged our way through four of them. (laughs) <laughs> and um, but we haven't hit the heights we hit last season, where we're beating teams four 0 where we're completely dominating games. Uh, you know, uh, I thought just a, on a side point, I thought Odegaard. Uh, Odegaard, what I always said, and I've said it before on podcast, Jonathan, is when Odegaard and Saka play, Arsenal play. When they get that connection going that they have, we are phenomenal. And Odegaard without Saka. And Saka without Odegaard, it wouldn't be the same, you know. But Odegaard adapted there, and so he had to do it. He had to play differently. He had to, he had to really fight, um, you know, without Saka there because you know yourself. They they play on the wing there. Ben White behind Saka is phenomenal. Uh, ben White and Saka connect really well, and Odegaard and Saka connect really well. Um, Odegaard had to put on a different performance than he usually puts on. He had to put in a a, a, a dogfighter performance on Saturday on Sunday uh, to help the team and he did, you know. But to, to for a player who goes in week in, week out, uh, for two players, Odegaard and Saka play together week in, week out, all of a sudden for that to change and for to put in a performance like he did on Saturday as well or on Sunday, um is a testament to him, a testament to Arteta, how he's got them to adapt to different circumstances as well. Like the African game to go there and to uh, to to fight a different game to make sure we didn't get beaten, you know. And he's he's I think that's a brilliant trait to have to be able to adapt to different styles and different matches. It was absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, he's grown in every game, Odegaard, isn't he? Into mm, yeah, he's a great choice as a captain. You know, you can see the players around him following. Yeah. Yeah, um, and yeah, I thought he I thought he nullified the. City's midfield, Kovacic and Rico Lewis, they didn't really trouble us at all. They're not a Rodri or De Bruyne at all. Um, and Calvin Phillips looks like he's non-existent there, you know. And I think we would have beaten them. I think the way we played, I think we would have, we would have beaten them with, with uh, De Bruyne and uh, Rodri, you know? I think, I think, I, yeah, I think over the last two or three seasons, we are matching Man City now, Ed, aren't we? We are. Yeah. yeah, I mean, some people said that they were happy that Kovacic stayed on the pitch because we haven't discussed that. Um, yeah. Only because it beating them eleven against eleven, or eleven against twelve, as it was, <laughs> um, thirteen, you know, um, was yeah. um, more of a moral moral um, moral win. Um, you know, because they would have been talking about a match of the day all night long if Kovic mm. got sent off. I mean, yeah, how the hell Danny Murphy could think that that was a fair? Oh, fucking hell. I mean, on staggering. Yeah. But yeah. actually, it was worse it than was yeah. Michael Oliver wasn't the worst the official. Yeah. I know I was worse. when I heard Danny Murphy say what he said, I just thought it's ridiculous. Listen, when when the incident happened, uh, you know, all the crowd instantly jump up and they're like, oh, it's gotta be red, you know. And then I said, I said to 
um, the guy sitting beside me said, don't worry, it's going to go to VAR. If it's a red, it'll be a red. And of course, it came up to him the screen that it was gone to VAR and everything else. But I thought the referee should have at least uh, been asked to go to the screen to have a look at it himself, you know. Um, but whatever about that, forget like forgetting about that, you know, he gave a yellow and sometimes you give a yellow or something like that. After the second foul, if he hadn't been booked, he was getting yellow there. There's yeah. no doubt about it. And for, for Oliver to stand back and hold his arms out like this and go, no, no, stop, forget about it. Yeah. That is bullshit. You know, that is VAR not working the way it should. You know, they need to introduce at some stage, they need to introduce the rugby format. I think Eamon mentioned it last week about it. Uh, how good, how, you know, to put it up on the screen, listen, let the crowd listen to what they're saying. You know, let them be, let them be liable for what they're saying. Yeah. And it has to happen. It has to happen because regardless of what way you look at it, that's a disgraceful decision not to send them off. The same referee who uh, last season and the season before sent off Martinelli like that for two incidents, seconds after the other. Seven seconds yeah. between two incidents and Martinelli gets sent off, right? Now, last season when Martinelli did that, I thought he's going to get sent off because there's two fouls there. But there was, you know, there was a potential red and a yellow in that uh, in that sequence with uh, Kovacic, and it should have been a sending off. There's no doubt about it. The, the excuses are gone. They can't be making excuses anymore about these things. They just can't, you know. It's not working now. Uh, there's no. so much inconsistency, and there's so much nerves with the refs. Mm. That no but that's the problem, Jonathan. Right? You're yeah, saying it like this, it can't be happening. They yeah. need things like VAR. They need things like VAR uh, in football. If they work properly, they yeah. need them. And, but they have to work properly. And they can't be, you know, sending off a guy one week and not sending off a guy the next week for the same thing. They've got to get consistency. And they've got to be, they've got to answer for it as well. You know, I remember hearing Mark Halsey during the week, uh, an ex-Premier League referee. And uh, I'd look at some of his stuff some of his articles now and again. He was a very, very good referee. Um, and, uh, you know, he said, you know, he was saying it's an absolute disgrace that this is happening. But they need to have referees that are, uh, I, I don't know if you saw the thing on Sky Sports last week, on Sky Sports uh, Soccer Saturday with Paul Merson and Mike, Mike Dean. Did you see that incident? Where Paul Merson was saying that you need to get players involved. Yeah. Yes. You know, and uh, Mike Dean shot him down straight away. I mean, this can't be happening. These are, you know, there's no, there's no retrospective uh, apart from oh, that VAR guy won't won't be on VAR next week, but he'll be back the week after. You know, it's just not right. It shouldn't be that case. Like what happened to us against Brentford last season with the offside goal from Tony. Uh, I was there uh, at that game, and I could see it was offside, but they didn't draw a line. You know. I mean, that's ridiculous. That cannot happen in, in if you're bringing this technology in, like goal line technology, you know, that can't happen. They have to get these these things right. And the more mistakes they make like this, people are just going to say, no more VAR, you know, uh, people are going to turn on everybody because of it. And the consistency is horrendous. But I think it, we need the technology. It's there for a reason. But for, what, for whatever reason, uh, you know, the inconsistency is unbelievable week in, week out. It's got to stop, you know. And it's, it's on across teams in terms, as Eamon said last week. Yeah. 
it's only cost championships. Yeah, relegations, know, everything. Relegations, you know, <laughs> like one week a ref could be refing a match, the next week he'd be up in VAR. Like, there has to be just a set team week in, week out, just doing yeah. what retired referees I think they should go for in the VAR room don't have mm. match day officials that are refereeing every because they're going to get the brunt of it and then they're going to make a bad decision on the day and then you know it's, I think football is just such a fast moving sport there probably isn't room for it you know mm. you know yeah. there's so much emphasis on the Premier League than other leagues it's watch yeah. more you know decisions yeah. are watch more you know and like if that you know if, you know if fans get very you know could end up re- resulting in something bad for the referee you know cause... yeah but maybe maybe I'm wrong but VAR is used in in, in every country you know for for football yeah I think I it's mean, more inconsistent Matt in the yeah, but it, league in other league I don't know what that is but I don't hear any incidents from other leagues about this amount of inconsistency yeah. 100%. You don't hear it. You don't hear that off oh, in Barcelona and Real Madrid. We had a game, oh, and it was a terrible decision. Blah blah. blah. You know, maybe we're just not hearing it. But you, you know, the, the just the amount of inconsistency in the Premier League. There's something wrong. There's absolutely something wrong that needs to be fixed. It needs to be fixed now because, like you say, you're talking about European competition. You're talking about clubs getting relegated and losing. You know, losing out in a, on a Europa League place or a Champions League place because of a stupid decision. You know, and uh, this is this is it. You know, who's to say against Brentford last year when we when they didn't rule Tony offside for that goal? Who's to say if we didn't win that game that we could have went on and it could have pushed us on to win a title? Like, you know, this is the thing, right? Fair enough. You know, you look at the Southampton game last year and the West Ham game and that where we, you know, we did, and the Liverpool game we had opportunities to win the games and that. But who's to say if we got if we had won that game one 0 that it wouldn't actually spur us on to really push ourselves more on that, you know? It does, it does affect teams, it does affect, um, financially is huge, absolutely huge for clubs when it comes to things like that, you know? So, look, I hope they get it right, but I think it needs the technology, I think we still need the technology. It's not the technology is the problem, it's the people mm-hmm. using it, and it, it, mm-hmm. you've got PGMOL, who are unfit, I mean, in any other business, as, an, as a company supplying a service, they're not fit, they're, you know, they're just not fit for purpose. I mean, yeah. You look at the yeah. diversity. You know, look at the governance. Look at the look at the control. You know, it's Mike Riley's little drinking club in Manchester. There's yeah. something seriously wrong with it. Mm. You know, um, no offense, Matt, but it's, you know, a bunch of middle-aged, um, baldy, baldy <laughs> guys. You know, with chips on their shoulders. You know. um, it's just, I think uh, even might take offense oh, to that. Well. Yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I mean it, it's just a little clique from Manchester. I mean, it's, I mean like, and like they, they've all got track records of being yeah. biased. Yeah, yeah. And you know, look at the. I mean, I could say worse. I mean, there's some borderline prejudices there. The lack of protection that Saka gets. Mm. He's assaulted yeah. every week. Even mm. um, Bournemouth were kicking lumps out of him. And like you know, ripping his, uh, you know, right in front of a linesman, right in, you know, five meters away from a, you, you could, you know, and there's no reaction, there's no protection, mm-hmm. and that's England's yeah. best player, maybe you know, himself in Bellingham. So yeah. you know, there's something psychologically, at the very least, wrong, or I would say even worse, wrong. And I'm not saying it's corruption. I'm saying it's just plain old bias. Yeah. And also, where was um. Michael Oliver midweek. 
out in the UAE, you know, um, getting a check from you for for um, a match. But you know, in any other business, you declare a conflict of interest. You say, I can't match, uh, I can't referee Man City on on Sunday. I've just got a check from them. Yeah, yeah. And that's you know, it's yeah. just something wrong there. I think that what annoyed me is I don't know whether Lottie agrees well. And the way Mike Oliver just dismissed the second phone on Declan Rice, he went like that. No way, he didn't even bother going to the VAR or fuck all. It was like if this, I guarantee you, if that was from Declan Rice and he was on a yellow card, it would have been here you go, second yellow, red, and gone. You know, it's, yeah. I think Arsenal. A lot is taken out in this from referees over, you know, I think we're probably the most hit club with bad decisions, you know. Yeah. Well, Mike yeah. Dean used to practice in the mirror with his um, card um, um, yeah. holding you know, before Arsenal games. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I mean yeah. Gabriel Jesus got the lumps kicked out of him on um, Sunday, you know, uh, yeah. on the wing, you know, yeah. um, and no, nothing there. Nothing there. Mm. Um, but look, at the end of the day, we came out with three points and we'll take that any day of the week. Um, uh, German of the match from Sunday. Oh, um, I mean, Gabriel Jesus would be on any, yeah, there's so many good. Um, I mean, probably just Saliba because he didn't even break sweat. Um, you know, um, between him and Gabriel in, in defense, just the control and domination there, and just without even making it look like there was even a challenge. I mean, you know. That was superb. Um, I mean, and everybody else was nearly, you know, just as good. But yeah, I'll give it to Saliba, um, just slightly ahead. Just you know, having Harland in your pocket is an achievement. Yeah, 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 hundred percent, Ed. Um, and how we missed him against uh, City at the Etihad in April is huge. From you know, we've won, we've beaten them in the Community Shield and now in the league. So it is there's there's improvement there against the bigger sides now. From Arteta and the, I thought, as Matt said earlier on, he got his tactics and game plan spot on. Um, I'd probably give mine to Martin Odegaard. You know, I thought he notified City's midfield and he's been superb. You know, he kind of he goes under the radar, but you know, I don't think he gets enough. Um, Acknowledgement, really, you know, but um, what a player, you know, and, and what a captain. Um, and that leads us um, 11 points to Spurs, 20 points each. And our next fixture is away to Chelsea on the 21st. And that's going to be another big one. Chelsea are coming um, into a bit of form as well. But um, that's going to be another big game for us, uh, half five on Saturday evening. So I'll see you on the Riverborough. <laughs> Come on in. Yeah, we'll see you there. Um, Fingers crossed, um, we win there. Um, we move on um, to Lottie's favourite part of the show, the Arsenal women's team. Uh, match day two was on Friday evening, a cracking game, two all draw, um, away to Man United. Um, Galton and Mallard scored for United women's team, and Black Stenius and Lacasse. He was scored an absolute worldy in the 92 minute. What a way, what a way, very fitting if not to win the game with a goal like that. But yeah, what a, what a performance and what a goal. Um, a few notes. Um, there was no Zinsberg in goal. It was D'Angelo, and she kind of, I don't know, she made <laughs> two bad errors for one for the fourth goal where she completely mishit it, and then for the second goal she kind of hesitated to come out for it. Um, probably a bit of nerves, maybe I don't know. But if he's on a rotate like Arteta is doing with the men's team, it could be 
you know, Zinsberg was looking down and say she'd be happy enough she might be in. And um, Sunday against Aston Villa, I've heard that there's over 30,000 tickets sold for this one at the moment. And I'm sure there's going to be another seller, but it looks... Um, um, I thought Catley's pass to Blacksandy's for the opening goal for us was brilliant. And Blacksandy's really used her strength to finish off nicely past Mary Earps. Really great goal. Um, obviously, United's equalised then was a goalkeeping holder. And Galton just tucked away into an empty net. Um, Russo, um, against her former club, had a few chances as well. She had a header well saved by um, Mary Earps, England's number one. And then she had another shot, which um, Earps saved with her foot. And then she was unlucky with a shot that hit the post. So she had a go. I thought she had a good game. Ruse, so she was being booed. Do you know he was a protest nearly every time? But she took it well. You know, I thought she played really well through that. And, and she looks. She's going to be some striker, isn't she? Um, she's proved to be united over the years, and she had a great World Cup as well with England. Um, Mallard scored then on her debut. As I said earlier, um, D'Angelo, the keeper, does hesitate, and in the ninety-four minutes. Chloe Lucas scored a worldie, you know. Uh, I say the men's team were jealous of that. You know, Mary Earps, not a chance. Grassman at 10 air and well-deserved point for the Arsenal. Because um, we lost one into Liverpool uh, at home. So I, I, I thought with Aston Villa now, that's not be another cracking game. Villa are a good side in themselves. Um, Louty, were you at the match on um, Friday evening? What did you make? Um, oh, no, I wasn't. I was I was down, down in London in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> in my usual, my usual spot in the toilet, and <laughs> as I said, I live there. Um, no, it was just it's one of those games. It comes. It's at the point where when you look at WSL, Tottenham have never beat us. We've got no fierce rival, and that that fierce rivalry is with Man United. Obviously, we took Russo on a free, um, which was absolutely brilliant. So they could they come in with an offer too way too late, and they're still very much bitter about it. But as the games grow, that you're going to get stuff like that happen and there is going to be that animosity and that's what you kind of want we can't be friends all the time although the the, the whole thing around women's football most of the time is is family orientated but as it grows you are going to get fans who come up like myself that have come across from the men's game into the women's game and boom Russo kind of expected it um they have, their fans are so unclassy so it's kind of expected it but there was Obviously, a lot of the fans up there that are happy to see her come back, and we're just happy to see her happy. Do you know what I mean? It's not everybody you can't really brand them with that. Um, but the first goal, Stina didn't expect that much speed to come out of her so quickly. I'm just glad Marriott was too slow to get down to that because normally she's a really great shot stopper and she, she, she'll clean that up nicely. Um, as for Lacasse's goal, we were all sitting there. Uh, shortly shortly after uh, Russo's off the post, I'd actually thought that had gone in, but unfortunately, I was <laughs> I wasn't watching clearly. Um, <laughs> you, we all caught the whole pub kind of sat there like it, it curled in. I thought it had gone wide, so everyone's just sitting there quietly. And then the replay comes on, and then you see the ball curl into the corner and come like just loop around Marriott and go in. It, we just literally erupted. I mean, Chloe Lacasse has arrived. We've seen what she could do in the Champions League qualifier. Where we, although we lost, she was absolutely brilliant. Um, she was played out of position at Liverpool, which was very odd because we had Frida up on that right wing. I never want to see that again, as I've said to you before. Um, but she she came. She was just she's absolutely brilliant. It was very very much Beth Mead esque in the way the way her performances. 
and it's kind of I know Beth's coming back but she's she's got someone that's going to challenge her for that number one spot we're so heavy on the rotation at the moment you don't know what team you're going to get but this performance was a massive improvement from the last two games that I've watched and I want I want to continue growing on that we've got our first point of the season not ideal but we can afford one more loss for the rest of the season and that's it so it's going to be a very long season what did you make of D'Angelo's performance? Um, do you think it was just? Do you think it was nerves, or do you think you know? Do you know what? I am firmly going to defend her because she uh, we, back back early in the year when we had that semi final against Man City, uh, we played the ninety minutes plus the extra half hour where we got our one 0 win. Yeah, she was the one in goal. She kept Bunny Shaw quiet. Um, she this is her third start ahead of Sinsberger. The last the last game. Before this game, she was she started at Tottenham down at Brisbane Road. Um, she let a penalty in, but to be fair, if you look at the state of that pitch, even I wouldn't go and try and save that ball. Like the floor was solid, it was just mud, it was horrible. Um, so it, you, when you look at the angles and things like that, you can see that her line of sight is not exactly clear anyway. Um, as, as I said, every keeper is not perfect, but when you have a game like Manu did the game before, you've got to test out an alternative to Manu Zinsberger. Manu Zinsberger's been our number one for so long. We know her contract's coming to an end. We know she wants to move on. We've got to start looking for other options yeah. of who can replace her. Obviously, we haven't got Mary Earps, but we know that story. She's coming free, free, free at the end of the summer next year, hopefully. <laughs> and then that would be just absolutely yeah. glorious. Yeah. Or oh, we'll get her in January. It's one of the two. She's made it clear she wants to leave. And it's since been revealed we were the highest, we were the higher bidder. So we know she's coming. We just have to wait. So it testing the rotation doesn't kill anybody. And I just I'm not enjoying the amount of grief and criticism that she's got over one game. Yeah. Um. It's just it's really unfair considering she got us to that semi final. She got us through that ninety minutes plus the extra half an hour. And then we got into that final. We went on to beat Chelsea at Crystal Palace. His ground, and it's she needs another chance. But I don't think it's going to be ideal against Villa. Yeah, because you've got the likes of Ebony Salmon coming. You've got Rachel Daly. We saw what she could do last season. She yeah. single-handedly won the Golden Boot. Kept Bunny Shaw out of it completely because normally it goes to Sam Kerr or Bunny Shaw. But now Rachel Daly's returned to the UK from the US. It's it's an it's an open game, and it. I trust Jonas to choose the right keeper for, for Sunday, but I'd have to go with Sabrina again, just to give her one more chance, just for a shot stopping, and and yeah. her distribution is so much better than Manu's for me personally as well. I think being at home against Villa as well, I think mm. could be, do her the world of good, you know, having the home fans behind her, you know. Um, yeah. As you say, look at Ray and the Ramses, you know. The keepers make mistakes, you know, and you know yeah. you can't go on one game, you know, and you know you just I have to say the it was a really enjoyable watch. I watched it from start to finish. Um, I've kind of taken more of an interest, to be honest, you know, in the women's game since we done so well in the Champions League last year. Now, but the standards and the fitness levels are just incredible, and the Arsenal team they seem to keep going to the end, you know, at the moment. For me so far this season, I'm shocked at the amount of red cards we've had in the last two two match days. 
it's so you inc- unless you're unless you're facing the cage, you're not getting a red card. Yeah. Do you think they're too eager to, you know, do you think that's where the red cards come? They're just too passionate, me, you know, going in. Um, or... I don't you I've looked back at one or two and I'm thinking that's a bit harsh. Yeah. Um I think Alex Greenwood was harsh. That was just ridiculous and they city still beat Chelsea. Yeah. There's a question of how much has Emma Hayes paid someone. <laughs> um for me personally. He's um, not a likable person, Emma Hayes. Yeah, so, it's right, never, right. Never, never. No. Yeah. Oh, what uh, I've forgotten what said. Both, a- Eamon's once, once said once once said on one of our WSL shows. Um, both sets of fans and managers are equally as annoying as each oh, other. Oh, those two Chelsea. The Chelsea, yeah. yeah. They're equally as annoying. And it applies to Man United as well. But with Man United women fans, some of the fans are so self-entitled because of the the men's sort of um, heritage. But the women yeah. don't have that. And yeah. unfortunately for them, the Glazers have liquidised them twice and got rid of them and brought them back, etc. And it's they don't have the same sort of prestige as their men's team so I've got gravy old in my fridge that's older than Man United's women's team <laughs> <laughs> what did you make of Russo's um, game against United um, Lottie she, I thought she played really well didn't she she came through oh, the no, was, and, yeah definitely it yeah. definitely showed because every time she got the ball there was about three or four of them on her they don't know how to deal with her yeah. they know what she's got in her locker and they yeah. still probably from like training sessions they can't shut her down and it yeah. was great to see. I mean, her goal is coming, but it's just a question of when and when, when and where, I should say. And it's, it's she just gives one hundred and ten percent every single game, and that's what we that's why we wanted her. That is yeah. exactly why we wanted her. It's just a case of once she gets that one goal, and she she's off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was unlucky. Actually, she had a few attempts in the second half, um, as well. Yeah. Um, it was so doubtful in the game, Lottie. Sorry, is it? Oh. Player of the game, oh, yeah. the goal, yeah. the goal of Kukoi yeah. That was it for me. Um, I've I've had my Stella McCartney shirt blank, and I've now officially got my first player for it now. So <laughs> I was just waiting. I was I was gonna do Steena Black Tennis, but I've already got one of those. So yeah, I have to say I'm loving the away kit. It's a really nice kit. Yeah, no, it's different. For Stella McCartney yeah. is actually all right compared to the stuff yeah. we had last season, and it's nice to see us actually have our own kit away from the men's. Mm. Yeah. Although we are, we we do as as a club, we do go on about one club mentality. But it's nice to have something that's just ours, if that makes sense. Something different, yeah, yeah it's unique yeah. to the women's team. Yeah, I think we've won our goal of the month competition as well for October for the men's and women's. It'd be yeah. hard to beat Lacasse's goal. It'd be very hard. Yeah, uh, no, but it depends. It depends if Kate McCabe wants a worldie or not. That's that's yeah. the question. You know what yeah. she's like with her goals. Yeah. Especially from corner kicks, yeah. He's <laughs> for the Republic yeah. at the moment. But... Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, how do you see? It's going to be a good game. I think Aston Villa as well. Aston Villa are a good team as well. I've been yeah. watching them in the last couple of weeks. How do you see the game going on Sunday, um, Lottie? It's only one's game at this point. Villa, again, have recruited really well. Yeah. Um, Ebony, as I said, Ebony Salmon's returned from Houston Dash. She's got that striker... Um, relationship with Rachel Daly already so that should be good they've got no Hansen which is going to be very very key because she got red car first in the season um Hansen is, is their playmaker she sort of pulls all their strings and I didn't get to see their game over the weekend because I was at the, at the City game but it will it'll be interesting to see how they play at the Emirates because they do play at Villa Park on a regular basis um so it's really quite exciting because we're evenly matched 
Whereas the Liverpool women, they don't get to play on their men's ground as often yeah. as, like, say, Arsenal do. Whereas Villa, Arsenal, we're evenly matched the amount of experience we have on the big the men's pitches as to our smaller pitches that we play on for our local clubs that we play on. Um, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to it. Obviously, Jordan Nobbs is coming back home. Um, don't see us starting, unfortunately. She just can't get, she's back in that position where she can't get a sniff in the starting lineup with Villa, unfortunately. Um, but the game's going to be really good. It should, it should, again, be electric. I'll be screwing my head off for 90 minutes. Um, hopefully, won't be get told to be quiet again as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's going to be a sellout as well, doesn't it? Thirty thousand already so. sold. It's, only, it's, only, it's yeah. on its way. The last time I looked at it, it was at forty thousand. Was it? Jesus. So, yeah. So it, yeah. as as it yeah. comes up and you get it posted on the men's social media one or two yeah. days before, all of a sudden it skyrockets because people like there's a lot of fans that do bring their families to that game. Yeah. And it's just, it it's it's a good at it's a nice atmosphere. You've got you've got obviously got the fan marches um, from the toilet and and all that kind of all the kind of stuff like they locked the whole blocks behind the Arsenal bench. That block is our singing block. Um, obviously they they're really noisy at Meadow Park, but at the Emirates it's not. You just can't hear them. It's just <laughs> too big for them to make too much noise. But there is obviously there is the um, the songbook on the, the women's supporters group. If you want to go and learn the songs, they're there. They're waiting for you. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely something to look over the weekend with the international break. Yeah, we'll be learning our lines for that one, I think. <laughs> um, Ed, did you see any of the game yourself, the women's team uh, against United? I have to say, uh, confess, this season I haven't seen much of them. <laughs> and, um, I have been watching, I actually prefer the games when they're in Meadow. I hate to say this. I prefer the games when they're in Meadow Park. It's just, it was, the women's team, it was just the dominated there all the time you'd always know that they went one and up the game was going to be won I just I'm, I'm, like the men's team at the Emirates there's a little bit of pressure on the teams to perform more than they're going to like yeah, the men's team have had this pressure as well at the Emirates where there's, there's a requirement, the requirement to perform to the big stadium and it hasn't worked perfectly yet because there was a few games last season with the women's team where they could have, should have won the home games that they played at the Emirates. And, you know, it's the growing thing up to the 30, 40, 50,000 people. And it, it's definitely going to be there back again. Um, you know, um, with, but, and there's so much injuries and changes. It's, I haven't got in, I haven't got the grip that Lottie has on it at all yet, but, um, you know, it's going to be good. Yeah, the game is going to be live on BBC One uh, on Sunday and the women's football show that I watched straight after match yeah. the day two is really worth a watch as well. Yeah, it's, it's, very, it's really come into its own in the last yeah. two seasons. You know, Sky, BT and BBC have, you know, they've really br- brought it out there. Um, I do warn you though, the refereeing decisions are a lot worse. Yeah. None, of, none of our referees are full-time. They're all part-timers, be warned. Oh, <laughs> Hence why there's so many red cards. Um, Howard Webb, are you watching? Um, uh, Matt, did you see any of the game? I know you, uh, no, you're, you're, you're uh, a keen watcher, aren't you, as well? Uh, yeah, I watched the highlights. Yeah. Uh, well, I watched some of the highlights. Um, but look, um, the, the uh, Chloe's goal was just... Yeah. What a hit. 
absolutely beautiful. Like you say, I, any of the lads would be jealous of it. You know, it was absolutely beautiful. But uh, look, I think uh, from the, the ladies' point of view, um, uh, I think I just brought it up there in relation to the crowds. You know, they've been, you know, that extra pressure of having uh, full stadiums at the Emirates. That'll come good. I think that'll come good, you know. They get used to that. Um, you know, week in, week out, they're selling out selling out the Emirates, you know, be it 30,000, 40,000, 50,000. That is phenomenal when you consider where they were uh, a couple of years ago. I think the way it's evolved is absolutely fantastic. And like you say, with BT getting involved and Sky Sports getting involved, um, it's, it's just brilliant. I think uh, from the latest point of view, I think uh, going into the Champions League early was a bit of a shell shock, you know. Uh, they weren't expecting that, and that kind of ran into the Liverpool game. Um, you know, there was a big crowd there, and they're expecting expecting an awful lot. Um, they were the better side against United uh, at the weekend, um, by far the better side from what the stats say, and uh, they deserve so much more out of it. Um, but um, look, I, I think it's absolutely phenomenal the way it's evolved. There's got a lot of players coming back now as well. I think Leah Williamson said the other day that she's going to be back in January, hopefully. Uh, after the ACL, so that's fantastic to see. She's she's an OBE now, as well. Yeah, uh, you've, you've got you've got Jonas Jonas tied down to a new contract now as well, which is great. Uh, so look, things are only looking up. We're a very very strong side. Um, we're you know obviously one of the favourites for the for the title there, like the men's team. And uh, there is a couple of very strong sides. So the way the way uh, ladies football has evolved over the last few years, you see some. You know, it's very, very competitive now. Very competitive and getting tougher and tougher. You know, a couple of years ago, I'm sure you would have thought that you'd be playing Aston Villa on a Saturday and you'd put four past them and, you know, there wouldn't be an issue, you know. But every team is uh, every team is very strong. Ladies football has come on so well over the last few years and it's fantastic to see. I hope they keep continue to get the big crowds that they're getting and they'll adapt, they'll adapt to that too. You know, it's going to be... It is a huge thing to all of a sudden uh, be playing in front of 30 or 40,000 people or 50,000 people. Uh, but um, look, I can only see things going really well from this season. Maybe maybe being out of Europe as well as, uh, or maybe now the Champions League is maybe a blessing as well, you know? As Lottie said, um, the, the format for the Women's League is more, mm-hmm. even more brutal than the men. You know, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the margins are so tight. Losing two or three games. In the in the in the in the way that league is set up, is can be brutal, much more mm-hmm. brutal. Um, you know, it's um, it's a really really tough league, and there are mm-hmm. no easy games. I know yeah. Reading are yeah, but you know it's so so tight in that league to yeah. to, to move up and down. Mm. Apart from Tottenham. I think I think all the clubs in the league are, are really improving year <laughs> on year. It's not just the Chelsea's. Mm. Ourselves, you know, I think all of them are adding players now, quality, and it can, it's really improving the league. I think you know there isn't really a bad team you could say in it. Mm-hmm. This, you know, um, it's going to be a close run thing. I think this year, um, yeah. look with uh, the addition of Russo and if Lacrasse keeps scoring down wonder goals, I think we're we're in safe hands, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, best of luck to um, the Arsenal women's team on Sunday. Uh, it's something to watch with the international break, so I think there'll be more. Uh, hopefully, all the Arsenal fans will be behind them. Um, I think they'll get a good bit of attention, I think, with the international break. Um, 
Is there anything else you'd like to mention, lads, uh, on the show? It's been quite a busy one. Oh, I think it's on the agenda. Yeah. Um, the Lawns been... game. Sorry? The Lawns game, or Lens, Lawns, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, I don't think there's much to say to that one. We yeah. lost to one, and I prefer to put that to the back of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll move on to the uh, severe one in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. Um, is there anything, um, uh, supporters club boys, you'd like mention, Matt, or anything, or anything? Um, no, just I mean, the crowd's getting into the river bar. Obviously, it wasn't in there on Sunday, but I've seen the pictures of the river bar, and it was absolutely hopping again. We're getting. From strength to strength in there, the crowds are just phenomenal. There's a really, really young, young, young um, demographic in there now as well. You know, a lot of new gooners coming in. Uh, you know, people are coming in. Uh, you can get the the day membership as such, where you get the cheap booze as well, which always helps. <laughs> always helps. You know, and uh, look, the, it, it, you know, the River Bar uh, has has. Uh, has always been a great venue for us for for games. It's a big, big venue. Uh, you know, it's got TVs all over. It's got the big screen, yeah. and it's got a great atmosphere going on. So, look, I just encourage anybody uh, if you're watching, you know, if you're on a loose end, come in. You know, it's right in the middle of town. All the buses go in. It's uh, it's right in O'Connor Bridge. You can't miss it, and uh, you're you're guaranteed a good atmosphere, regardless. Yeah. You know, It'd so that's well worth you're more than welcome to come over anytime you like. Yeah. Um, I, I am planning a trip over to Dublin next year, <laughs> so definitely popping in now. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Hopefully, Arsenal win on that weekend as well. Um, I'd like to give a shout out as well to um, Carl Ozzy Osborne. Um, yeah. Hope he's keeping well and we miss him on the show. And I know he's hoping to be on uh, hopefully in the new year, so it'd be good to have him on. Um, a shout yeah. out to him. Um, yeah, you can catch all our matches in the Riverbury. We can't get a tickets. Uh, they're far and few between now, um, which is doing so well. So it's turned out to be a good season for the men's and women's. Um, uh, I'd like to thank my guests um, this evening, Matt Bourne. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Jonathan. Appreciate it. Ed Scanlon. Hopefully it won't be six months again, pal. <laughs> I'll bring, I'll bring my, my probation <laughs> officer with me. <laughs> <laughs> bring that, bring that Cody sauce next time. <laughs> uh, I'd like to thank Lottie, Lottie Brown. Thanks for coming on, pal. Thank you. Pleasure having you. We'll be back Monday the twenty third of October for uh, the review of the Chelsea game. Uh, hopefully, it's a victory we'll be reporting on, and also in the women's uh, Super League as well. Um, so thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Like, comment, subscribe as always. And until next time, have a good one. Cheers, lads. Cheers. Cheers, Johnny.